Right, they go. Campbell is up from fullback over halfway. Brings Spate back on the angle run. Henry Spate stepping. Spate delivering to McDermott. And it's a beautiful try to the Queensland Reds. Yes, well, that's right. Welcome to another episode of Reds Radio Team. Mitch here. And this week I'm joined by the Reds back row sensation, Harry Wilson. Wilson, how are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good team, Mitch. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Uh, look, isolation for you. It's uh, it's actually involved some rehab on your knee, mate. How's uh, how's that been? Has that been a blessing in disguise almost? Yeah, it has been a little bit of a blessing in disguise because obviously uh, it's made me, I guess, not miss any matches, but it's also kept me pretty focused in isolation to, uh, I guess, yeah, work getting my knee right. So when footy comes around, at least I'll, I'll be back by then. So it's kept me in good minds, mind at least. How is it? Progressing, mate, the rehab side and your knee. Yeah, it's actually been going really good. So I think I'd be available probably next week at the moment. So I'm back uh, running and doing change of direction and everything. So it feels really good. So, yeah, pretty stable with it at the moment. How gutted were you when you when you did the injury, mate? Like what, what went through your mind? Yeah, obviously a lot of emotions because at the time you don't know uh, – well, I guess how bad it is. And then at that time, I thought we're just starting to play some really good footy as a team. So it scared me that I could be missing the rest of the season or at least a large chunk of it. But yeah, it's uh, something I, I don't, can't say I enjoy too much, that's for sure. Have you had any big injuries like this before, mate? Uh, I've luckily, luckily enough, I haven't before. So um, yeah, it's a bit different, but I guess it's been kind of interesting going through a rehab program process and it's been I guess rewarding in a way just to feel it getting better and better but yeah it's something I don't really want to do again that's for sure. <laughs> for sure mate um of course this was your uh, debut year playing super rugby uh when you were handed that, that that Queensland cap in the sheds down in Canberra mate after round one what was that like? Yeah it was I guess it was just awesome because like I guess everyone says you dream about it and mm. I guess then my dream came reality I guess I can't say how, especially about a year, at the moment last season finished, I guess I had my mind on one goal, just to be, like, starting at GAO Stadium in round one. So, yeah, yeah I was pretty stoked to uh, yeah, to get to re- represent Queens. And then it was awesome to have my family there because obviously they help you ridiculously through your childhood and mm. now into adulthood. So, that yeah. was awesome. Awesome night. Mate, you've, uh, you've been absolutely carving it up. Um, how did you find those first seven games of Super you played? Was it what you expected? Um, yeah, it probably was what I expected, I guess. It's all, I knew it was going to be the hardest footy I've ever played and I was very much prepared for that and thought I was physically and mentally ready for it. So, yeah, it was tough footy and I loved every moment of it. Loved it. it was a really good challenge and I guess it's just awesome to... Last year, obviously, training with all the boys all year, it was pretty awesome to run out there and play with them all and I guess just try and do my thing with them. Yeah, nice. Now, as I said... You're only seven games into your, your super career, mate, but you're already getting some pretty good raps and plenty of uh, people singing your praises, mate. How do you how do you treat that? Um, oh, I don't really, I guess, worry about it much at all. I guess I take it as a positive when people give me a rap. It's just, I guess, a bit of confidence of anything to mm. go out there and, I guess, back myself for the next week. So I guess I try and use it as a tool to, um, yeah, to help me in a way, but I also know in the future there will probably be some negative uh, stuff coming about me too. So I guess I just got to be prepared and then just to, I guess, not read into it too much and just focus on doing my own thing. Mate, you're a Queensland Pathway product. Uh, you've pretty much excelled at every level, club rugby with brothers, Queensland Country, NRC, Junior Wallabies. Mate, uh, how have you found the step up to super compared to those other comps? 
Um, yeah, it has been a bit more of a step up, but all those comps, I guess, prepare you so well for it because I guess you start with club footy or schoolboy footy and there's just always that next level up. And I guess uh, NRC and Junior Wallabies were a good step up from club footy and I guess this was the next step to take. And, yeah, I've, I found it a pretty good transition in just because, I guess, we've been prepared pretty well throughout through going through the pathway. I mentioned the Junior Wallabies before the Australian under-20s team. Um and again, look, I, I know you're only a handful of games into your super career, but representing the Wallabies, is that a goal for you down the track to achieve, mate? Yeah, definitely. I guess any Australian kid growing up wanted to play for the Wallabies and uh, that was me too. So that's, um, I, de- I guess, definitely one of my motivations in footy is wanting to represent your country, just like, I guess, representing Queensland. So hopefully somewhere down the track I'll be able to put on the gold jersey, but I guess that's a one of the reasons why I guess you work hard because that's what you want to do. For sure. I see there you've got a, uh, a Shane Watson poster there, mate, on your bedroom wall. You're a bit of a, mate, Shane Watson, I guess, equivalent of rugby yourself, mate. You know, Watto, he could bat, bowl, field, mate, yourself. You can kick, pass and run. Um, I guess, do you sort of work on being an all-rounder, mate, or does it just come naturally to you? Um, oh, I guess it probably comes naturally. Just I guess my whole childhood, I'd have a ball, cricket ball or rugby ball in hand. I'd be kicking it, kicking for goals and just like, doing anything which is around footy or cricket. So I guess I've just always loved I guess, playing footy in any sport really. So I guess those skills kind of overlap a bit, which I think helps me a little bit with, uh, I guess, skill-wise. Mate, you mentioned cricket. You're a pretty handy uh, cricketer at school at Terrace, mate. There's a there's a, a record you said, isn't there, mate? Can you can you tell us about that, mate? Yeah, well, it's one of my favourite things to talk about. But um, <laughs> I got a, against Ipswich in U12, got a hundred of thirty five balls, which was the quickest hundred GPS. So it's definitely one of my fondest memories of school, and I'll always let people know about it. That's for sure. <laughs> Where did you uh, bat in the automate? Were you an opener? Uh, I batted three and four. I just waited for them to get out and ran in there. <laughs> is that something I know I know in the sheds too sort of at um, Ballymore you guys are always sort of playing cricket do you sort of try and get one over a couple of the other boys mate too yeah definitely they're very competitive in the uh, in the sheds a lot of the boys think they're pretty handy if the ball in hand or bat in hand but no I definitely try and show them that, that I'm the best but there's some there's some good cricketers in there that's for sure Who's Josh it? Campbell's Josh swinging yeah. around swinger Zaki's got very good defence. He'll just try and battle all day. And then you've got people like Tate who struggle with both, but they're always in there playing. So, And I do have a bit of a bunny when I've got ball in hand, Bryce Hegarty too. So it's very competitive <laughs> games in there. How good, how good. Mate, um, obviously, you know, you, you, you love your sport, your cricket, your rugby, mate. With, with rugby, uh, I, I guess growing up as a kid, were there any past number eights or back rowers that you looked up to or modelled your game off? Um, yeah, well, I guess the one, in the, I guess, when I was probably about 14 onwards, I, that's when I started loving uh, Scott Higginbotham. Yeah. I guess in, uh, being a Queensland uh, school pathway, yeah. um, I guess he was one of the, well, I guess, pretty players in the country then and it was just awesome to watch him play. I guess last year it was pretty cool to learn from him a bit and mm. I guess as a, Terrace old boy, I always love watching Liam. I know he's on number eight, but I always love watching Liam Gill play. Yep. Just because I guess that kind of I guess gives you hope when you like you're in his position, being a terrace boy and then see him play for Wallabies and stuff. So I guess I loved watching him play too. Last year when uh when both you and Higgers were in the in the squad, mate, 
how much did you sort of, I guess, sort of, uh, you know, speak to him or, you know, ask questions or just sort of, uh, you know, general sort of advice, mate? Um, yeah, well, I guess as most people have already said that I'm pretty annoying. So I think he, um, he probably second to that. So I was, um, yeah, always in his ear and he was really good about it too. He would help me, try and help me with everything. It just, I guess, not as much technical stuff. It was just more confident stuff. He's, he's obviously just always played what's in front. He's hasn't been afraid to, I guess, just do what he reckons right. And he just said, just good little advice like that. Just go out there and back yourself. And if you believe it'll work, it should work. And I guess that's something I've came, I've been using in my, I guess, footy ever since. And yeah, no, it was just good. I guess, I guess meeting one of your heroes is pretty cool to, I guess, train with them. And yeah, and no, I love every moment of it. How good are you? Are you still in contact with Higgins, mate? Yeah, a little bit. We'll just send the odd WhatsApp. I'll, I'll send him the odd WhatsApp message. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's been really good. He's messaged me a fair bit throughout the season, just saying yeah. like you're going really well and just keep it up. So I guess hearing from him is pretty awesome. When I made my debut, sent yeah. me a massive nice message. So it's little stuff like that you really appreciate. Back end of last year, he signed a four year deal to remain at Queensland uh, and in Australian rugby through 2023. Was that an easy decision for you, just given how much you love playing for Queensland and also the playing group here at the Reds, mate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't say I really hesitated too much with that. Yeah, it was um, yeah. The moment I saw it, I was like, "Yep, that's what I want to do." And um, yeah, obviously, I want to play for Reds and want to win a premierships with Reds. I want to play for the Wallabies and win a World Cup and Bledisloe's with them. So yeah, when I knew I could have four years guaranteed here, I couldn't um, couldn't say no to that. So yeah, it was a very easy decision. Mate, you heard it here first, mate. Reds Premiership, World Cup with the Wallabies, Harry Wilson, look out. How good. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, you know, just quickly speaking of this playing group, now I know since I've been doing this podcast, uh, quite a few of the boys have uh, been ripping into you, conceding that, yeah, you are the most annoying player in the group, mate. What have you got to say to that? Well, yeah, I'm taking a little bit offensively, especially from... Yeah, a few of them. It's, it hurt a little bit, but people such as Liam Wright, which I heard last week, hurt a bit when he's supposed to be captain saying nice things about his own team and <laughs> saying that. But, you know, I'm just going to always be myself, unlike Liam. It will change a little bit, but I'll just keep being myself. <laughs> well, mate, it's your turn now. Queensland quickfire 10. Wilso, in your view, mate, who is the most annoying player in the group? <sighs> it, it's pretty hard to choose because there is a few... <laughs> Annoying people, that's for sure. Um, I have been thinking about this. I'm still starting to get an answer, but it's, I'm going to go with Luke Khan in like a annoying but ridiculously funny but still very annoying at the same time because he'll yeah, always right. get under But, yeah, probably Luke Khan. Khan. How about the most skillful in the group, mate? Oh, yeah, there's there's definitely a few there too. In the forwards, I'm going to go with the Hawk. Yeah. He's, um yeah, he's if he wasn't as big, he could be a good five eight, good kicking game, left foot too, different option. And uh, right, in the right. backs, James O'Connor, he just he takes the piss. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he just runs around on the ball in one hand. You try and hit it out of him. His hands, his hands are just so big. Like, yeah, he can just do whatever he wants, flick passes, and yeah. So probably him altogether. But Hocker's a forward. I mean, two hundred and twenty-five centimeters tall. Ridiculous. <laughs> Mate, how good. All right, on the flip side, the most uncoordinated, mate. Oh, <laughs> I'd have to be saying as wrong as again here. Um, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
Well, I think he's out there. And I guess Woody. Oh, Woody yeah. hasn't matched this year, but his, um, yeah. Yeah, his coordinations uh, struggle sometimes too. But they both make up, to, make up for it with their physical presence, though. Oh, very good. Mate, who is the most underrated player in the Queensland group? Well, I reckon he's starting to get rated a lot more this year. Probably Hamish Stewart. Yeah. He, um, he's, well, I guess he's, this is probably his fourth year playing for Reds, and I guess he has, probably hasn't been appreciated as much as I guess I reckon he should be. But this year, I guess the thing he's found his position, and, geez, he's just – he's a small bloke, but, geez, he's got that – he's a tough – he's just bloody tough. And he um, yeah. will throw around his 90 kilograms every game and just loves it too. It's just pretty funny. Mate, how good. Uh, mate, the hardest ball runner. Hardest ball runner. Yeah, it's pretty hard to go past Hunter, Pasami. Just yeah. when he's, yeah, he was just, he's fearless. He, he's, you get scared when he's in the reserves at training or vice versa because he's running, you, know, you get out of the way for him. <laughs> Hardest hitter, yeah. mate? Oh, probably Chris. Chris tied with Geordie and Hunter, those three. Yeah. Yeah, but Griff has to tear if you, you just don't want to piss him off because. <laughs> Just scared of what he can do. A few hits this year. Jesus, yeah. just in Argentina against the Jaguars. That's right, yeah. Rear wing is It's got a big frame too, so he'll hurt you. Oh, mate. Uh, oh, Chrissy. Um, mate, the hardest opposition player that you faced? Yeah, well, obviously, because I haven't played too many games, but oh, forward-wise... I reckon, I don't know, it was a number six from Sharks. This yeah. Blondie bloke, he was shredded out of his mind, massive. And he just, every time I got the ball, he just jumped, just smacked me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, found, I don't know his name, but I probably don't want to know his name. Because it's a few nightmares there. But yeah, he whacked me all game. And I guess the well, uh, when we versed Crusaders, uh, 13, Jack Goodhue. Yeah, I've watched him play for All Blacks over, I guess, the last few years and diverse him. You can understand why he's the real deal, just with his yeah. offload and his track defenders. It's yeah. pretty awesome, him, I guess. Who thinks they're the funniest in the group? Uh, oh, I think Nella thinks he's the funniest in the group, where <laughs> he does do some really funny stuff. But <laughs> Luke Hahn, yeah, he's, mate, he's, yeah he, he's hilarious. He, if he, the boys are down in any way. Yeah. He'll do anything to lift the spirits, anything. And that's, um, yeah, that's why the boys love him so much too, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a good man. Mate, uh, the best teammate. Oh, best teammate. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> this, is this on field or? Mate, in general, all around the best teammate. I reckon Scott Malula. Yeah? He's um, quietly spoken but just... Just a good person to have. He's a person, every time you see him at training or match, you're just happy to see him yeah. just because he's just a good person. And yeah. it's quite funny too. He'll get into you. But uh, I really enjoyed playing with him this year because I'd obviously never done it before. And yeah, yeah no, um, he's a great teammate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scotty. And mate, last but not least, your favourite all time player. Favourite all time player. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, have to be rugby code or <laughs> rugby first, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't even know. There's so many. I'm just thinking about. Well, I used to always love Matt Gitto. He's probably been my favourite. Remember yeah. watching him. We used to have his highlights in his hair back in the 2000s, yeah. and then 2015 World Cup kill it. So probably yeah, Matt Gitto. Yeah. How about and then how about Burgess, Sammy Burgess, Sammy boy. 
Yeah, Samu Boy emerges. <laughs> Rabideau's hero. Played rugby too, actually, so he might count as both. But, yeah, no, as Rabideau's diehard, he's my favourite person ever. Oh, very good, mate. Well, uh, Harry Wilson, mate, thank you for chatting on the Reds Radio Podcast, mate. Uh, thank you too, Mitch. Enjoyed it. Mate, thank you. Good stuff.